0: What's this tower all about? about? You're listening to What's this Dao all about?
1: and welcome back to What's This Dow All About? My name is Todd Perry and recording in Long Beach, California and out in North Hollywood, California about 30 miles away is Dr. Carl Totten.
0: (laughs) Good afternoon, world. Great to be here.
1: Well, uh, we hope everyone is happy and healthy even though these are trying times. Trying times, but as we said last week there's a lot of opportunity that comes with it. Um... Let's see here, before we get into everything, just letting everybody know that we now have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, and you can see uh, audio, uh, kind of a visual representation of the show, show clips, so you can sit at home and have a glass of wine and and have us on your TV. Um, We're on Spotify. We kind of don't mention it that often. We're on Spotify these days. For those of you who use that service, you can hear the podcast there. Mm -hmm. Um, And... For $35 donation to help us um, fund this enterprise. Uh, we'll give you a, a, a bonus episode where that will help you find your different specific talents. And also three meditations by Dr. Carl Totten. So it's like two hours, two and a half hours worth of audio of fun stuff that while you're sitting at home, bored out of your mind, doing nothing, and you've already watched that <laughs> that Joe Exotic Tiger show on Netflix and you want something yeah, else to gosh. do. You can uh, you can get you can get with this. You can get your dow on.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, and real quick, I was just thinking, you know, in the movie Groundhog Day, uh, you know, every morning Bill Murray wakes up to the same day, and he hears "I Got You, Babe" uh, on the radio. And me personally, I was telling Doctor Totten right before we started that um, I hear the song "Nobody Told Me" by John Lennon. You know, Mm. strange days indeed, you know, (laughs) every morning when I get up. (laughs) But hopefully we can make them less strange uh, with this show. And one more thought was the quote by the great Dr. Uh, Hunter Thompson. It said, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. (laughs) So now everybody is deputized to turn pro (laughs) right now during these strange days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're living in uh, times that I, I've never seen before. No. Oh. And uh, so, you know, it requires an adaptation and adjustment, uh, which, of course, is what going uh, in f- harmony with the Tao is all about, learning how to, uh, you know, move to the side, sidestep, duck, <laughs> duck and cover, <laughs> uh, shift, adapt to change, and to have the capacity, to have that uh, ability that we have to adapt to change, remain intact, and that's what's going to allow us to get through this. It's people who cannot change to new conditions that will have uh, will have a lot of trouble.
1: You know, you know, know. The, okay. there's a
0: saying in a Chinese medicine, something like a uh, a uh, like a, a door that uh is uh, stale and stagnant uh you know can't move you No, know, the hinges rust and it has no flexibility and so we need to have our hinges so to speak well oiled so that we can move and go with the flow and step out of the way of oncoming dangers or duck when things are about to hit us, and and also to find the path of least resistance and step onto that so as to help ourselves without taking up uh, untoward energy Uh, because we need our energy now to feed and nurture and care for ourselves and to be able to use that energy for creative, imaginative thought.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I read something on Reddit the other day on the Taoism forum that I thought was a really cool way of thinking about the Tao. Mm. Um, Somebody uh, had the question, the goal of Taoism is to be in harmony with the Tao and therefore the nature and the governor of all things, the absolute truth or Tao, and that has to do with yin and yang. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. And then... Uh, Someone responded saying, to gain a better understanding, there's a couple ways of thinking that can be helpful. One, it's helpful not to think of the Tao as an object, as in the Tao, but a process, the way that all of the manifest world works. In this way of thinking, the notion of movement and change is important among the manifest forms of the world, you know, kind of the 10,000 things. When you think mm-hmm. of yin and yang in this context, it becomes a bit easier to see the role they play in the process, rather than considering them as static states. And like you mm-hmm. often talk about, saying the yin and yang symbol is a three dimensional symbol, almost like the gyroscope metaphor you were using uh, last show. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. this this yin and yang is a process, a, a, a three dimensional, hell, four dimensional, moving, uh, symbiotic relationship, and not just this this two dimensional black and white thing that is represented as. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's that interpenetrating interpenetrating um aspect and nature of that yin and yang symbol. You know, with you know, within the white field there's always a spot of dark and vice versa. You know, within the dark side there's always a spot of light, showing that they truly are interpenetrating each other and to be a whole human being or to see reality and existence in its wholeness we have to understand that the seed of the other aspect of every life process is contained within every portion of reality mm. you know and they aren't in opposition to each other it it isn't just like uh, like black and white and right and wrong and up and down and in and out no there, there's there's a flowing connection between these two and wisdom is having the perspective and the centeredness and the 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 ability to to not be uh, emotionally triggered by our attachment to the past so that we can truly see things as they are and then make an accurate choice that's appropriate for right now, for this moment. Because this moment right now has never, ever happened before. No. Ever. In billions of years, (laughs) this moment is absolutely unique. And it's like uh, giving birth to a child. Each of us is giving birth to this child of the present moment, second by second by second. Doesn't it make you feel good to know that you're a, a, a mommy and a daddy every second <laughs> to a new reality? <laughs>
1: I, I'm already the uh, daddy to a four-year-old right now and that's <laughs> that's enough, Dr. Todd. <laughs> well,
0: I, I just added to your responsibilities there, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to birth the universe. <laughs> now you've got to birth the Dow. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you you yeah, you yeah, you've got your ha- you got your work cut out for you and your hands very very full. <laughs>
1: well, you know, didn't you usually say this is your mission, should you choose it? Right?
0: Should you choose to accept it? Yeah. <laughs> Just like on Mission Impossible. That's right. Hopefully, our mission will not be impossible. <laughs> no. And as we know, in uh, Mission Impossible, somehow uh, the team always pulls it off, don't they? That's right. That's right. <laughs> no matter the obstacles, which look overwhelming. And right now, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people are feeling very, very overwhelmed and aren't sure what to do. Yeah, because like I said, every second now, we've we've all become, I think, pa- almost painfully aware that a new reality is being birthed every all day, every day, every hour. You know, if you're paying too much attention to the news, you know, you hear all of these awful reports and projections from around the world and around the country, and it's like our reality that we have started to feel kind of comfortable comfortable in because of its sameness you know one day oh it's pretty much like the last day yeah. <laughs> and tomorrow it'll well, be pretty much uh, like today you know there there was we were lulled into a sense of comfort i think by convincing ourselves that reality is not really changing that it's the same Right now, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> no one can can fool themselves anymore into believing that the things are not changing and changing very, very rapidly. And I think that change is also exposing the fact that our infrastructure was maybe not what we th- thought or hoped it would be. Yeah. We were really incapable of... Um, being prepared for this, or uh, w- or we didn't take advantage of the opportunities over the last several years to prepare for this as a uh, uh, possibility, even though there were sectors within society that warned about this. Yeah, I you know I I saw something that uh, you know what Bill Gates uh, TED talks the other day. Oh he, yeah, he, he was warning about this. I I guess the. Uh, you know, uh, before the current administration came into uh, power, they were given a full briefing and actually had to st- go through kind of a strategy session, kind of what 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 to do if something like this uh, happened. And apparently they, uh, you know, chose to kind of ignore that and not really prepare. But it, it goes to show if you can imagine something at some point, it's going to probably happen.
1: Yeah, geez. Uh, The good thing is where we live in California, actually the the governor and everything has been pretty fantastic about all this so far. And we've been kind of ahead of things and I think that hopefully, you know, it'll it'll save a lot of lives, uh, that kind of forethought. Uh, Let's see here. So time to, you know, in these dark times, uh, move on to something a little bit lighter. And that is... Uh, the writings of the great Chongzi, who we've often, or I've often, I guess, referred to as the Mark Twain of Taoism. Um, for those of you who are kind of new to the show, um, the kind of the main guy is Lao Tzu, who wrote the Tao Te Ching, The Way and Its Power. And the second most important kind of uh, person in, in the Taoist lineage is Changsu, who wrote uh, the famous Inner Chapters. And mm-hmm. uh Approach to the Tao is a little more cheeky, I guess you'd say like <laughs> he has a great sense of humor about things, and it's part of that kind of Taoist style that I just love that kind of sense of humor and kind of um kind of sneering at authority and and kind of laughing at those in power. Uh, way that chongsa has in his writing so I I decided to create what I call chongsa's greatest hits And we're just going to go over some <laughs> of his most famous quotes
0: <laughs> Yeah, when you described him as being a cheeky. I'm saying oh he must remind you of you, Todd
1: <laughs> I get, Maybe that's why you know, we <laughs> like, attracts like Right,
0: uh, yes, it does <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah, so uh, oh, you You are rather cheeky yourself, Dr. (laughs) Todd.
0: I try to keep my cheeks in check. That's right. (laughs) The top ones and the bottom ones.
1: (laughs) 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 So here's, uh, we're going to go through a few of these, and here's one that is great, and it's, uh, the fish trap exists because of fish. Once you've gotten the fish, you can forget the trap. The rabbit snare exists because of the rabbit. Once you've gotten the rabbit, you can forget the snare. Words exist because of meaning. Once you've gotten the meaning, you can forget the words. Where can I find a man who has forgotten words so I can talk with him?
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and I think that goes to the idea I, that um, I, I liked what he said about you know how words exist because of meaning, but once you've gotten the meaning, you can forget the words. Right. Where can I find a man who has forgotten words so I can talk with him? You know, because, you know, words are our attempt to take some aspect of that reality that we were talking about and codify it, frame it, so that we can return to it and then use it as a tool to communicate with others. The problem with words—well, again— Going back to Lao Tzu, what was the very first thing out of his mouth, you know, the Tao that can be spoken? It's not the eternal Tao. You know, he's, told, he's already warned about that, that was literally the first thing out of Lao Tzu's mouth. Yeah, you know, But yet, what do we do all day, all the time? We talk and we think. We think in what? Words. Mm-hmm. We speak in words. So reality is like an event that happened out there in the Tao, in the universe somewhere. Only parts of it were we able to actually apperceive and even notice happen. Billions of things are happening right now that we aren't even aware of. Doesn't mean it's not affecting us. It might be. Probably is. Yeah. But we, we our filters only and, and our capacity only allows us to perceive so much of it. And then that part that we perceive we then identify and label through association. We associate it to something that we've seen similar to or experienced similar to in the past. Mm-hmm. And then we label it, and then see, so now, on the basis of limited information and on the basis of association to things in our past, we identify some aspect of reality and start to use that to think and to communicate. And then we wonder why, <laughs> in our communication with each other, things are getting lost in the translation, lost in the messaging. Mm-hmm. You know, people are adding their own two cents. Uh, uh, there, there's all this disharmony and discontent in the world today, and has been for <laughs> centuries. Uh, where, you know, where people aren't getting along with each other, even though we all exist in the same universe. We all are in the same Tao, if you will. But because of our filters and our inability to be able to accurately and fully perceive that which actually is, we're each in our kind of our own little bubble trying to explain things to ourselves and then take that understanding, however flawed it might be, and use that to Communicate with others. Is there any wonder why this world seems confusing sometimes to people? Yeah, you know, which is why you know the Taoists. You know, when they were in monasteries and places like that, they spent a lot of time doing what? Being in silence. Yeah. Walking through the forest, uh, looking at mountains, watching river. No, watching nature, watching the Tao, and then trying to calibrate and attune. To directly to the, this expression of the Tao found in the greater nature. And then they would use that to tune into their own inner nature, because they, are, you know, we are also part of the Tao, obviously. We're part mm-hmm. of nature. Mm-hmm. And so to the extent that we could calibrate and attune our inner nature with that of the external nature of the Tao itself, to that extent, we found balance and meaning and were able to live an existence rooted and grounded and in harmony with that of the Tao and nature herself.
1: You know, I think that also, I think uh, Changs is kind of saying that we use words as a crutch in a certain way. Um, There's a part in the Tao Te Ching where they often talk about when people lose the way, manners arise when people Mm -hmm. lose the way goodness arises Mm -hmm. Um, and these things that we call good or these these behaviors in these rights that we call manners are the are, are a way for everybody to get on the same page about something, about some kind of behavior. But when everybody is acting in harmony with the way, you don't need those because things are, are automatically harmonious, right? Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. lose that or you have to explain what's right and wrong to some other character, uh, then, then you need to have the shorthand of saying, uh, here's the proper manners, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the same way, he's saying that we're kind of using words as a crutch in a certain way to describe reality because we've lost touch with reality in a certain way that we have to now quantify it. We're not all on the same page and harmonious in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's there's ways that people communicate in many times uh, that is not verbal. Um, There was one saying that, you know, 50% of what one says is words, but the other 50% is context, the nonverbal cues... Uh, the the way one holds themselves when they're saying it, the tone, and all that. Uh, so yeah, they they are downplaying the importance of words that sometimes we
0: hold uh, put too much on a pedestal. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you know I I was thinking. Remember that uh, that uh, part by. Um... Uh, Chuan Su, or he talked. Remember, we had the show on that, the empty boat. Oh yes, oh yes. (laughs) Remember the empty boat. One of the best episodes. Yeah. If what did he say? If you can empty your own boat crossing the river of the world, no one will oppose you no one will seek to harm you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, the what would you say the straight tree is the first to be cut down. <laughs> right. The spring of clear water was the first to be drained dry. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so you know to if if we avoid um, kind of making a, too much of a splash, you might say, you know, then with by not drawing so much maybe negative attention to yourself, you, you're able to navigate more easily. Yeah. You know, he, he said that, you know, since he judges no one, this is uh, Tron, Tronsu speaking, no one judges him, such is the perfect man, his boat is empty. Yes. Isn't that beautiful?
1: Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> well, let's see, some other uh, beautiful words by Chongsa are, flow with whatever may happen and let your mind be free. Stay centered by accepting whatever you are doing. This is the ultimate. Hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, that's that's the power of, of living in the moment that we're always talking about and that uh, Zen Master Hoon, who a couple of weeks ago I saw at the Taoist Institute, uh, was, was talking about the same thing. I think almost his entire, I wouldn't call it a lecture, but his entire speech he, he was calls, about that. He, he yeah. calls
0: it sharing. <laughs> yes. He says he's sharing thoughts with us. <laughs>
1: Yes and and he was like you share your thoughts with me I share my thoughts with you you know um but his whole thing was about all we have is right now um yes present moment and and, and that the best way to be happy is is to be accepting of the present moment and to be in it fully which mm-hmm. is so
0: hard to do mhm yeah and I think the you know the, and why is it hard to do uh, again, I, I, we've talked about conditioning and habit. I think that's a, a big part of it. Uh, on what, and that uh, that that of course points to the past, on you know conditioning and habit. On the other hand, we're we are also thinking ahead. You know, what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to get a better job? How am I going to make more money? What's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. You know. See, so a lot of our existence, you know, we're either uh, ruminating in the past or planning for the future, therefore, what happened to the present moment? It's gone. It's gone. Missed it. We missed it, you know, because we were looking everywhere except right here, right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the the the, the sage uh, uh, avoids that mistake.
1: And it's a big, big mistake. That's why The Power of Now, when I read The Power of Now, it was like getting slapped... Mm-hmm. It's like getting slapped in the face. It was like completely life-changing.
0: Yes, Eckhart, yes, yes.
1: So as Chong Su also says, happiness is the absence of striving for happiness.
0: <laughs> it's another thing the Zen master constantly tells us is that the second you say I've got to try to get something or strive to get something. He says, you're lost. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you're just lost. At that moment, it's over. You're done. <laughs> you know, so because the present moment, if we truly are open to it, is vast and contains all possibilities. And and if we are in touch with the 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 evervescence of the present moment, which is actually full of possibilities because in our minds we are empty, we're at zero, we aren't striving. Therefore, because the Tao is fully abundant, we can actually tap into the abundance of the Tao, both within and without, and know exactly where we are, know exactly the right thing to do, and be fully inspired by the potential, the endless potential contained in the vastness of the Tao, moment by moment by moment. That's a very powerful way to live.
1: To a mind that is still, the entire universe surrenders.
0: Yes, yes. Because the, the, the universe, the Tao, if you will, as I was just kind of talking about, it, it's, always, it's always there, it's always available. But it's our mind you know, stuck in the past and in the future, you know, uh, ruminating or regretting the past, and then dreaming and um, over planning for the future, that takes us out of the present moment, and, and therefore, you know, the, the universe can't surrender, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, its gifts to us because we're too busy going in the other directions back into the past, or, or up into the future. And so we lose the present moment.
1: The next is, and this, this I love, this. I want this like tattooed on me, um, to be truly ignorant, be content with your own knowledge.
0: <laughs>
1: and it seems like he, he's, he uh, studied some kind of modern psychology because I love the, the, the idea that the Dunning-Kruger effect, which I'm sure you know well, is the cognitive bias that which people people with low ability at a task or low knowledge of a of a subject overestimate their intelligence about it, and it's it's like when you talk to somebody about something you know an awful lot about, and that they are just as confident they know as much as you, and you're like, no, 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 like this is this is my you're stepping into my area right now, and <laughs> or you know the or you know uh, also there's the idea that. Uh, anybody who's kind of hard set in their ways, this is right, this is wrong. I know about this. Uh, is the per- first person to be made a fool of because they are not updating their knowledge, or they're not being open to other people's opinions, or you know they're they're being too rigid in their thought process, um, or they're they're being too ideological or too dogmatic, and that's the quickest way to be wrong, really. Mm-hmm. I, I always think the quickest way to turn somebody into an idiot is by, by through kind of dogma, you know, because people just want to follow the dogma and want their dogma to be correct versus being correct about the actual facts. Um, I love. There's a guy named Matt Dillahunty uh, who who has a a YouTube show, and he always says. I want to believe the greatest amount of true things and the least amount of untrue things. You know, whatever mm-hmm. that truth leads you to, whatever uncomfortable place sometimes it leads you to, uh, that that's kind of the best way to be, and to to, and that's a constant process that we have to keep updating our knowledge base and updating our thoughts and feelings on things.
0: mm Hmm. Yeah, that's why we're always, uh, uh, you know, reading and and studying and just, uh, you know, trying trying to one look at old things with new eyes mm-hmm. and these and and then being free enough to see new things when they arrive yeah because remember as we know every second is is brand new this is this this moment has never happened before you know in a trillion years until right now and so right right now is a gift you know and but we have to have our our, our arms open to accept the gift and if our arms are, and eyes and minds are closed to that uh, dunning Cougar effect, because we think we already know it, um you know the, you know with the old saying there's no fool like an old fool right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. You know, you know, someone who thinks they've seen it all and know uh, you know the you know the classical know it all, you know who's usually the most ignorant in the room.
1: Yeah, but man, isn't it hard to change our views and beliefs? You know?
0: Yeah, I I've, I've said recently that you know, if someone is is really fully awake and conscious, you don't have to tell them anything. They'll figure it out or they'll go get the information. On the other hand, if someone's mind is closed, you can't tell them anything. Yeah. They won't be, they're not in a in a place to be able to hear it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Chongsa also says, "The
1: sound of water says what I think." <laughs>
0: about going with the flow. On one hand, you know, water is constantly flowing, but sometimes it's still. And then in the stillness, it has what? Depth. Great depth. And so, if we can attune ourselves to both the depth of water, okay, the stillness, and at the same time its capacity to flow and change, we really uh, have expanded our uh, capacity. Because there's nothing more powerful in the world than the combination of water and wind, mm. these elements. Water and wind can, over time, take down a mountain. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and certainly take down a city. You know, we've seen uh, tsunamis and you know, hurricanes and tornadoes and things of that nature. You know, there's, there's nothing more destructive than when water and wind combine and then are out of um, uh, control. You know, they're very destructive. You know. And yet they are the very essence of what gives us, uh, you know, a lot of the richness of life. We can't do without wind, which is atmosphere, oxygen, and we certainly can't do without water either. See, so these things that give life when they're in the proper proportion at the right time and in the right way can utterly destroy life if they're in a state of um, if, uh, being uncontrolled and in chaos. Mm. Chongsa also says that only he who
1: has no use for the empire is fit to be entrusted with it.
0: <laughs> that certainly sounds a lot like some of the things we heard from Lao Tzu, too, uh, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, definitely. You know, uh, that the best
0: he... leader is the one uh, who you, you, you barely know is there. They just make sure that everything is taken care of, everybody has enough to eat, everybody is uh, has a, a great safety net. Uh, you know, life is, is happening. Uh, there, there, nobody is uh, uh, at want for anything, and you know, quietly, unobtrusively, in the background, the true leader is invisible. But yet, everything takes place. Perfect. Yeah.
1: You know, it's a really paradoxical thing because anybody who would really want to be a leader and have lots of power is somebody we should immediately be suspicious of.
0: <laughs> and
1: those are the people you always end up getting, you know. It's like, you know, the the kid who ends up being the hall monitor shouldn't be the hall monitor, you
0: know. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they had to rope me into being the hall monitor. I didn't want it. Right. <laughs> you know, when I was in uh, junior middle school, junior high school, you know, I, I was uh, a captain of one of the buildings, you know, the hall monitor. I have my little badge. In fact, I still have it at home. I should oh. bring it in and show it to you one of these days. <laughs> you know, my hall monitor, you know, badge that I had to wear, you know. But they, they had to twist my arm to take it. I did not want the job. Oh, yeah. Because you have to sit there and tell people what to do. Yeah. you got to be a narc, you know. Yeah. yeah who wants that job? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, you have, you have to be the man. Nobody, you
0: know. <laughs> screw the man. Yeah, I, I really didn't want it. You know, for years, I oh god, almost 30 years, you know, I was licensed as a uh, EMT, an emergency medical technician. Yeah. And I, I worked um, primarily street fairs. You know, up to uh, a quarter of a million people. And I was usually the person kind of in charge of that. And you know, having to set it up, I was the medic for the event. And I'd get doctors and nurses and paramedics and other volunteers, you know, to work the fair with me for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I also had the opportunity, if I wanted, to work security. And I really did not like working security. Oh, you know, cuz then you're the one that has to go tell people, you can't go here, you can't do that, stop doing this, stop doing that. You know, I had to break up all the fights, you know. Oh. I had to throw out all the drunks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who wants that awful job? No, you know? that sounds terrible. <laughs> I would rather bandage their wounds, you know. Everybody loved it when I showed up as an, as a medic, you know, you know with my stethoscope and my my bandages and my oxygen they loved it when i showed up you know right. because i i was able to nurture the situ- the environment the situation and restore life and, and 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 ensure health and caring uh for people and so i much preferred that to uh, having to be the uh, you know the the strong arm security guy <laughs>
1: You know, but the thing is, there's the guy out there that wants to be the security guy. And should he be the security guy? I think you should be the security guy because you don't
0: (laughs) want to do it. Yeah, Uh whenever I'm in a position of responsibility like that, I take my responsibility very seriously. You know, I worked for almost five years in uh, inpatient settings in psychiatric uh, hospitals. You know, I worked in the Department of Psychiatry when I was training in clinical psychology, to become a licensed psychologist. And, uh, you know, we kind of had the power of uh, the state and the police yeah. powers because, you know, if if I said so, you know, people could have their liberty taken away from them. They could be involuntarily committed and uh, they couldn't leave the hospital. It's behind locked doors. Uh, same thing when I was working as a school psychologist. Ooh. You know, if I said that a child... Was a danger to himself or others. I could call the police and have that person taken and locked into a hospital until it was uh, adjudicated that they were ready to leave. Wow! And uh, That's a I, I always great took responsibility. That, <laughs> I, I took that responsibility very seriously. I, I still have that re- uh, responsibility. To today as a licensed psychologist you know as part of my uh, informed consent I have to have my patients actually sign uh, uh, a form that's that says they understand this you know that if they become a danger to themselves or others or, and a few other things like that you know that uh, I can um, you know call and uh, you know have, have them uh, evaluated for a commitment
1: oh geez that is that is a hell of a responsibility.
0: Yeah, fortunately one that I do not have to exercise uh, hardly ever. <laughs> Usually when my uh, clients uh, are that disturbed, uh, I can help them enough so that I don't, I, I I almost never uh, have to do that.
1: Well, that's that shows your your uh quality talents as a uh therapist, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I hope so.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna finish up with one last quote from Chongsa, which is pretty beautiful, and it's that great wisdom is generous and petty wisdom is contentious.
0: <laughs> you know, it's
1: you know, you'll see intellectuals arguing and being contentious with one another, but the truly wise people are above that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah, just, really, just
0: watch watch some of our political debates someday, if you dare. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, the really wise people aren't the political pundits you see on TV that just argue for one side or whatever, you know? Uh, that's just, you know, kind of garbage, you know, gutter stuff. But, yeah, so that maybe that's that's how we know when any wisdom that we receive ourselves is great, whether it's petty or contentious, and how we decide to implement it and, and use it amongst others.
0: That's what you call it, ego on display. <laughs> yes. On steroids. <laughs> what was, it, what was this, the
1: term, uh, conspicuous consumption? It's like conspicuous ego.
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what was that, that last quote you had here from Trance? Where is that man who has forgotten words that I may have a word with him.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's Groucho Marx, right? Where is this man with knows no words? And can I have a word with him?
0: That's the man you want to talk to. (laughs) Yes.
1: So we're going to finish up uh, this show and this little recession we've done. Recession. Did I say Recession.
0: Yes, recession. Whoa, yeah, which Freudian is probably slip. accurate, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Freudian slip there these days.
0: Well, well, remember we did have uh, 6.6 million people go on uh, apply for unemployment this week—the most in history. Oh God! <laughs> After oh. 3.3 million uh, last week, which was the most oh. at that time. See, every week we're selling records for how many poor people were unemployed. So.
1: Oh, that—that's so terrible. It's I can't. Oh. That's unbelievable. Well, hopefully we can help people out uh, with feeling better. Um, I
0: hope so. I really hope so. So
1: here is a, uh, before we finish with this chapter, by the way, uh, we've been recording remotely, you know, the, this last show we did and this one, and the audio turned out pretty good so far, the, and mm-hmm. I think it's been actual easier than I assumed for us to do without looking at each other. So thank you very much for making this so easy, Dr. Carl mm-hmm. Totten.
0: Yeah, and thank you. You know, the technology uh, uh, has its benefits at (laughs) times.
1: I used this program before, and it's called CAST. Uh, T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T is the website. And I used it before, and I had some troubles with it, but I thought it was better audio than something like doing, you know, Google or Meetups or Zoom or whatever. So I, I tried it, and I was like, oh, it's actually working better than even last time when I did it, which will upset My buddy, Mark Chambers, who I did a show with uh, to no end. But uh, (laughs) he's like, oh, no, using cast, that makes me nuts. I'm like, no, I think we'll get it right this time. And it has worked (laughs) out fantastically. So this also opens up, you know, more options of us putting out shows more often or having guests come in through this type of technology. And so even though, you know, this whole coronavirus thing is awful, again, there's opportunities from it that we're having to learn new skills and force ourselves to change.
0: Hmm. Yes, indeed.
1: So we will end with chapter sixty-seven of the Tao De Ching. Everyone under heaven says that my Dao is great and beyond compare. Because it is great, it seems different. If it were not different, it would have vanished long ago. I have three treasures which I hold and keep. The first is mercy. The second is economy. The third is daring not to be ahead of others. From mercy comes courage. From economy comes generosity, and from humility comes leadership. Nowadays, men shun mercy, but try to be brave. They abandon economy, but try to be generous. They do not believe in humility, but always try to be first, and this is certain death. Mercy brings victory in battle and strength in defense. It is a means by which heaven saves and guards. Hmm. The three treasures are present in this chapter.
0: Yes. You know, these pearls of wisdom, mercy, economy, and humility. You know, mercy, which is really compassion, he says, brings victory in battle and strength in defense. It is the means by which heaven saves and guards. And I think that a society that values compassion will take care of all of its people and not war on its neighbors. And instead, peace and contentment will be the norm. And, you know, instead of uh, conflict. Yeah. And, and along with that, economy or frugality allows us to only take what we need without hoarding. This leads to a generosity of spirit. Unlike uh, these current days where everybody's hoarding toilet paper and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, oh. And therefore, what happened to the peace and contentment is not raining, right? <laughs> you know, People are frantic about uh, taking care of very basic needs like that.
1: Uh, real quick, I, I read something the other day, and it was uh, by a Freudian analyst that mm. was discussing uh, toilet paper hoarding, and they likened, <laughs> they likened it back to the um, anal phase that children go to. And they said with all this stress and everything, the greatest stress psychologically, subconsciously people have is being unclean in that way from when they were potty trained as children. Therefore, the first thing they run for is the toilet paper. You know, I can go hungry, but I will not be soiled.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, oh, sorry, continue. Uh,
0: no, that's okay. Yeah, We need a little levity these days. <laughs> tell him, who, who knew that Freud would
1: bring the levity, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah he was not known for that necessarily, no, you know, and then that third thing what was it humility from humility comes leadership. you know, I think you know humility allows true leadership to develop without arrogance. you know he says, you know quote, you know those who do not believe in humility but who always try to be first will lead to quote certain death, yeah, so we need to learn to live in harmony and peace which is the true nature of the Tao. Otherwise, if we are so egotistical and do not use compassion, we won't achieve what he calls the means by which heaven saves and guards." You know, which means, I think, that the Tao, the universe, you know, kind of heaven, if you will, kind of those highest values of um, uh, contentment, harmony, love, compassion and balance in life. You know, if we align ourselves with that, we take care of ourselves, we take care of our neighbors, we take care of the earth. Mm-hmm. You know? We become, the, the earth is like a field, it's like a garden. And our mission, should we decide to accept it, <laughs> is to yeah. be caretakers of this garden so that all life grows and is nurtured on its own a- accord using the elements present, you know, the wind, the water, the soil, the sun, you know, all all, everything, the the universe, the Tao has provided us with everything we need in infinite abundance. But because we hoard and we aren't sharing and we're very territorial and we have borders that, you know, you can't cross unless you have certain things, uh, we, we have all of these regulations are, that we have artificially kind of created to regulate commerce and our interactions with each other you know and if you look at the history of the world it's a history of conflict over those very things mm-hmm. territory resources power yeah, yeah. and uh, that has led to thousands and thousands of years of conflict war famine starvation genocide. I mean, it's just an awful, awful record when we don't do what Lao Tzu was advising, mercy, economy, or frugality, and humility. Uh, if we did that, uh, this world would look like a, a garden, a beautiful garden, and, and all of us would be just wandering through this garden feeling fulfilled and wanting to share our sense of gratitude and joy with each other. That would be our lot in life.
1: You know, uh, I was reading uh, kind of a take on it by Derek Lin, and he had a great point, and he was saying that when we kind of master the three treasures, uh, things tend to go our way, is what he was saying. He says, mm-hmm. you know, when we conspire with the Tao, events will seem to conspire, rendering... Events will seem to conspire in rendering assistance at just the right time, as if we were safeguarded by divine powers. All manner of resources and allies will rally to your cause in unexpected ways that no one could foresee. Such is the power of the Tao.
0: Hmm. You know, one of my friends um, uh, got an I Ching reading, and for for this moment, the uh, message from the I Ching, the Book of Change, was in uh, durability. Oh. In, in, endurance is the key to success in this situation. So that means it's going to go on for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but as long as long as we have that se- in that internal sense of durability and endurance, then that's how we can be successful. You know, that was like hexagram number 32, durability, arousing thunder and penetrating wind close companions in any storm. The superior person possesses a resilience and durability that allows them to remain firmly and faithfully on course. Such constancy deserves success.
1: Mm.
0: So that's our kind of guiding message, I think that you know this too shall pass. Um, you know, a storm doesn't last forever. A storm always blows over, we, we, we just want to make sure that when the storm blows over, kind of blows itself out, it doesn't blow you over with it. Yes. <laughs> and that's where this sense of endurance, stability and connection to the earth and to the Tao is so important. You know, you know the, the, the bamboo, in the, no matter how strong the wind is, what does it do? It bends and yeah. then it comes right back up right that flexibility uh, allows it to endure the oak on the other hand is strong and uh, it tries to battle against the wind and what happens it gets snapped in half you know you know in in the breeze yeah. because it it can't it can't bend it has no flexibility and so i i think that w- we are all caught on now to find our own internal uh, flexibility which is attached to our center you know that again that kind of like that gyroscope you know that can roll over and over and over and yet always writes itself um you know you know there's a saying um you know to fall seven times is to rise eight life begins from now to fall that's from uh, famous uh, buddhist saying to fall seven times is to rise eight life begins from now beautiful
1: I'd like to thank Dr. Carl Totten for joining me on this very special episode of What's This Tao All About and thank everybody for listening please stay healthy and happy